Mark Howard has been training business owners for over 20 years with online business tools and strategies that help them grow and succeed. If you want to grow your business fast and save time, then keep listening. If you want to grow it even faster in less than three months, then visit www.businessmachine.co.za. And now, here's Mark. Hey, this is Mark Howard from The Business Machine, and in this episode of The Business Machine podcast, I talk to you about your brand personality or finding your brand personality. You know, what makes you different from your competition? Uh, how do you add value to your customers and their businesses? It is difficult to stand out from the crowd, and sometimes you have to do the opposite of what people are expecting to get noticed, and I will cover that in a second uh, for you. Recently, I, uh, in another podcast, I went through what makes me different, and it's about the hardest page I've ever had to produce on a website was my about page. And in this about page, I talk about how I'm actually a psychic medium and how I use my mediumship skills in my business, uh, in my digital marketing business, and how I add value to my customers from that and the difficulties that I had to overcome to get to that and show people why I'm different from my competition. And as you can see from that example, I'm extremely different from the competition as well. The thing is, to get different from your competitors is is the hardest thing and what most people tend to do is just follow what their competition is doing so they're not improving on their, their systems not improving on uh, the way they're working they're just looking at the competition and following the herd and that's not going to be good or conducive to your business structure you've got to look at what makes you different and how you you can actually add the value if that makes sense now so that's going to give you two examples really of you know how you can do the opposite of what people are expecting you to get noticed um, the first one was actually from years ago when I was a, a child growing up and uh, <laughs> I call children growing up I guess and one of my um, all-time favorite uh, tv programs at the time was buck rogers in the 25th century and buck rogers then was played by the actor uh, gil gerard and he was an extremely interesting guy great uh, great actor and I, I loved him in the buck rogers uh, tv series and i saw an interview of him when i was younger and i said you know how did you get the part of buck rogers and what he said was very interesting actually and i, I never forgot this he said he went for the uh, for the, the auditions for the part of Buck Rogers, and he was there with a number of other actors, and they were all told to line up, and they were going to step forward and read the lines, and this is how they were told to do this. So they weren't actually being interviewed individually. There's so many people, they were just basically all told just to line up, and they brought themselves forward, and they were going to pick out so many people just to read out the lines. So whoever the, these people were drawn to they're going to ask them to read out the line so you know there could have been 40 50 people in the room you know but all 40 50 people weren't going to read out lines there might have only been a small percentage of that I hope you understand that's the process and apparently what uh, Gil Gerard said is that uh, he realized that he needed to be somehow different he needed to be picked out straight away in order for him to to get this part or certainly to get an opportunity to get the part so when the director called everybody to look forward, uh, Gil did something completely opposite, and he actually turned the other way, and he looked to the back of the stage. So his back was to the director. Now, that might seem very, um, you know, 
like the weirdest thing to do. It might seem disrespectful, but what happened was the director went turned around and said, "Hey, you, you're back to me. What do you think you're doing?" And that was enough just to get him noticed by the director. Okay, so massive risk, massive, massive risk, but it worked. The the other time when I found that doing the complete opposite to what people are expecting happened again in my personal life. Uh, this happened a number of years ago and when I was living uh, with my first wife and uh, our kids. And to cut a long story short, my kids were playing football in the garden and we had a particularly what we felt was obnoxious neighbour at the end of the garden. And he... You know, he's always complaining and whinging and moaning and shouting at us. And, you know, you're, you're normally just retaliating the way you can. Anyway, as I said in there, one day my, my ex-wife comes to me. She says, oh, God, the neighbor's around for some reason. He's at the front door. I can see him. He's just knocked on the door. You, you, you go and deal with him. I don't want to deal with him. So my first thought was, look, you know, I'm going to put my you know, barriers up and I'm just going to go into one. You know, what the hell do you want now? Da, 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 da. And then I thought, no, this is not the way to deal with this. I'm going to do the opposite of what he's expecting me to do. So I opened up the door, I was really polite to him, and said, hi, how are you, how can I help you today? And he was, it just stumped him because he was waiting for an argument, he was waiting for a fight and it just stumped him. And he said, oh, I, I, well, you know, and then it turns out that one of my kids would kick the football up on a, a bit of a lean-to section on his house and he climbed up to get the football and he said, you know, your son's done this and, you know, it's, it's, that, that, that roof's flimsy. He said, you know, he could fall through this and through this. And I said, you know, you're absolutely right. I said, let me have a word with my son and just let him know that if that happens in the future to give me a shout, I will get a broom or something and just knock the ball down. I really apologise. I hope that hasn't inconvenienced you and anyway. And thank you for bringing it to my attention. And he was flummoxed. He didn't know what to do. To the extent extent that he actually never came around and complained to us again. And later on, I got to know him a little bit more. He actually invited me around to his house for a drink one day. And it turns out he was actually going for a really bad time because uh, his, his wife was uh, being diagnosed with cancer. She wasn't in a good state. Uh, he was very stressful. And, this, and all this stuff that's going on in his life, he seemed was going against him. And this is why he was the way he was. So by changing my attitude and doing the complete opposite to what people were, were expecting uh, really created a, a different relationship with the guy. And it went on from there. So this is what you need to do in your business. You, you need to almost do the opposite of what people are expecting, you know, and, and obviously don't do something that's negative, but do something that's going to be in a positive, positive approach. Knowing your audience is also one of the hardest things that people do. And a lot of people say to me, look, Mark, how do I get to know my audience? What's the easiest way to know my audience? You know, without doing any extensive markets research, obviously you can pay for me to do the work, but, you know, if you don't want to do that, you know, what's the easiest way? And I said, well, you know, the quickest and cheapest and easiest way to do it is actually using a Facebook page. You know, set up a Facebook page, run your Facebook page, you know, for six months really hammer it as much as you possibly can do and then what you'll find is after six months you get a, a really good uh decent set of stats from facebook's insights which should tell you who your market audience is the age the gender their location it gives you a complete breakdown of who they are now it's a very much snapshot overview but for something that's free it's a really good way of doing it 
and it allows you to understand and identify your market audience. Again, I was doing this with a, a particular client uh, one day, and she turned and says, you know, what's my uh, target market audience? And I said, well, it's this. And I told her who it was. And she said, no, that's that's not who my market audience is at all. And I said, well, you've got a Facebook page, right? She said, yes. I said, let's have a look at your insights. So she went onto her Facebook page, picked up the insights, which she had never looked at before in her life, went through the insights, and she said, oh, my God, you're right, Mark. What you said is absolutely correct. Because what I said and what her insights said was completely different from what she was thinking. So knowing your audience is absolutely imperative when it comes to your brand personality. Setting your tone is also the next step that you need to look at. And one of the constant issues you get with any website, I would say at the moment, is that a lot of website people are quite happy to provide content and throw the content at you know at the web design so they get on with it and a lot of the time the content is uh, grammatically incorrect it's got spending mistakes in it and does not often read english i'm guilty of that as much as the next person i will hold my hands up and say you know what i'm the biggest <laughs> the biggest person when it comes to this i even got grammarly and that's you know that's not great but it's better than what it was what's changed my life around this is i actually now uh, take on the services of a content writer or copywriter a uh, lovely lady and she would actually do all the content for me for websites she actually does it for my clients websites as well and that's actually changed the whole tone and the process uh, of the person's uh, website it's not just a case of now it's oh is this and it's just like the boring, boring stuff that everybody expects. It now brings personality into the content. It brings personality to the website. And if you want to see this in action, please go to my website. Go to business. Uh, go to www.businessmachine.biz. Click on the about page. It's about that write-up, which I was telling you about earlier on about myself as a psychic medium and digital marketing, wasn't written by me, but was written by a content writer. And you can see from the content on that how different it is from the rest of the website. Okay, so have a look at that and just see the, the what the difference is, why it is worth having a content writer in there. And the final part to all of this, the final part uh, to finding your brand personality is about getting visual. Quite simply, we're talking here your logo, your graphics, your social media, branding, everything. It's got to convey the right mood and react and connect to your audience in an emotional way. Okay, so when you look at your branding, when you look at uh, you. Even, like I said, even down to your social media posts, when you look at everything, it's all going to connect. What message are you trying to portray? Who is your audience? What is it you're trying to get across? The, these will have a massive impact, not just to the colouring, but to the images and even to the type of font that you're using will all have a bearing on the type of person that you will be connecting to.